and moving on. And remember Romans 14 and differently calibrated consciences. And the fact that we're united around the gospel and not how I work out my decision on who or who not to vote for. So you can vote either way and be in good conscience. So I can understand, for instance, how a person might, I might not agree with it, but I can understand how a person might decide, well, look. uh, Here comes the rationalization. I'm not pro-life, but, um, you know, there have been Republican pro-life, quote-unquote, candidates in the White House for the last number of, of decades, and yet the laws haven't been overturned. Meanwhile, I think this, let's just say, I'm thinking hypothetically, the welfare policies of these candidates has actually decreased the number of real abortions in such and such a state and actually brought the number of abortions down. So though they are pro-choice, I think that they've actually helped the abortion issues as opposed to your Republican candidate. Okay, so he just created a rationalization for Christians who who may not want to vote Republican and think, you know what, I'm pro-life, but... I support the welfare policies of the Democrat Party, the redistribution of wealth, and that is somehow going to reduce abortions more than the Republicans have been able to do through the presidents. Well, the presidents aren't kings. They can't, by divine fiat, change the law of Roe v. Wade. That has to be done legally. It has to be done through majorities in Congress and so forth and so on. But there's the rationalization continuing. I might not personally agree with that argument. I might say, well, that's wrong for reasons X, Y, and Z. Nonetheless, I can understand how a Christian in good conscience could make that argument. And therefore, I'm going to leave space for that particular option for Christians. Unlike, now it's possible we can get to an issue, I'm going to vote for a pro-Nazi candidate. Okay, so now this this particular issue, pro- voting for a, a, a racially... Uh, a racist candidate, that would be completely unacceptable. It's okay if you want to vote for Democrats because you think that their welfare policies will reduce abortion, but when it comes to voting for a candidate who is who is tinged with racism, that would be impossible. This is the point of no return. A Ku Klux Klan candidate, a Communist Party candidate in China. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to restrict a bit more. There are parties, there are candidates that I think are beyond the pale. And it's possible we reach a place in American history where we we decide that's the case for certain parties, and I think some Christians already feel that way. Nonetheless, I would say I think we're still in a two-party system where Christians can, in good conscience, make different kinds of arguments, and we need to leave space for that last. Just going to play that last part again. I think we're still in a two-party system where Christians can, in good conscience, make different kinds of arguments, and we need to leave space for that last. Okay, so you think a Christian, a biblically sound born-again Christian can vote for that particular platform of the Democrat Party that I just read. I, I don't see how a Christian, I mean, they, of course they can, but I don't think they should. I, when there's another option, that's not the biblically-based Christian party that God has put his finger on and said, this is the party of me, absolutely not. But it's comparative So all you need to know is it's comparative. None of those things I read from the DNC platform, not one of them is in the Republican Party platform. So you're telling me that all that ungodliness in the Democrat National uh, Party platform is okay? Christians of good conscience can and should vote either way? I, uh, I don't see the biblical basis for that at all. That was Jonathan Lehman of Nine Marks Ministries.